Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. Ah, he's got it. Smith. Touchdown. 85 yards. Iowa. 56 yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the draft special of College Gridiron, a little College Gridiron times NFL Friday vibes here today, even though it is Thursday. But I am Danny Scott, joined per usual by Tyler Who, and a new addition to the crew today is Mr. Will Talent. Guys, how are we doing on this fine Thursday? Man, Danny, I'm very excited to be here. Um, We're exactly one week away from um, the NFL draft. Where Thursday through Saturday, we're going to see 242 young men's lives change forever. I'm really excited for it. I'm excited to see what my Giants do with pick number five, number seven. Um, And we got a lot to talk about today. One week away, guys. Isn't that crazy? It feels like the Super Bowl just ended and here we are in April getting ready for the draft. When the draft comes, it's it's pretty much as simple as this for me. The Giants, they're going to have a top 10 pick. This year, they have two. I watch until they're done, and then I'm done. But <laughs> I, I'm excited to see who comes off the board. Got a good class this year. Should be very, very fun to watch. Yeah, and you know, this isn't a typical class, I would say, that we've seen over the past few years. There's not really, like, that guy that's that prospect. I mean, we have Aiden Hutchinson, who's, I think, at this point, the consensus best draft pick. Mm-hmm. But there's other guys that may be more talented than Hutchinson, but are kind of slipping down the boards a little bit, maybe because of one thing or another. Um, and there's also not that quarterback prospect that we've seen. I mean, last year we had Lawrence. The year before was, um, was that Kyler? Um, 2020 was Trevor. The year before... I, I believe I, I believe it I'm was Kyler the year before that year Baker before Mayfield, yeah. um, and then it just pretty much the last like ten yeah. drafts. Uh, it always feels Besi- like yeah, it's been besides twenty thirteen, yeah, it's always been a quarterback heavy draft class. And this year we are going away from that. It's a lot of mm-hmm. defensive ends. It's it's a big defensive and offensive tackle type of draft. But let's you know let's jump right into kind of our top prospects. Who we got looking at? We're gonna do the. Fordham, WFUV Sports, big board. Um, and the first guy on my list, I got Hutchinson. He's 6'7", 260 pounds. The dude's a freak of nature. I mean, yeah, it's Aiden Hutchinson. He had He's the clear number one at this point. Um, Jacksonville needs an edge. They're going to take him. He had 14 sacks last year, 16 and a half tackles for loss. Tested extremely well um, at the combine. Freak, freak, of, like a freak athlete. I did not expect that. Ran four seven four. Uh, didn't bench at his uh, at his combine. Yeah, but, but just he, look at him. No, tw- look at him. Twenty eight reps at his pro day. Guys, a, guys, a monster. Thirty six inch vertical. Um, Bruce Feldman um, of the Athletic. He always makes a freaks list every year. Aiden Hutchinson was his first name on the board as one of the freakiest athletes in this draft. Yeah, I, I don't really think it's disputable. There's there's always that one guy in every draft. That is your number one pick, and if Jacksonville doesn't take Aiden Hutchinson, it wouldn't really surprise me because it is the Jacksonville Jaguars, but mm-hmm. he is the best player in this draft, in my opinion. He also he had the best 20-yard shuffle out of all defensive 
ends at 4.15 seconds, so he can move. He's a guy that can move, and as you guys were just pointing out, he's a big guy. He is a very big guy. He's a very intimidating-looking guy, and when he's running like that, it, you know, it's just very scary. So very good talent to have at number one. I would not be shocked if that's where he lands. Yeah, I mean, a guy 6'7", running in the 4'7", range, it, it's I mean, we're seeing a lot more of it nowadays in, yeah. <laughs> in the NFL and in other sports. Um, but he's he's large too. I mean, he's 260 pounds. Yeah, that dude's got 60 pounds on me, and I'm not I'm not a little dude. But there's no chance I'm running a four seven. Um, but moving on at my number two, and we can have the debate start here. I I don't know if you guys all agree, but I got Evan Neal at number two, Ooh. six seven and a half, 337. Uh, the dude is a stud. He anchored that Alabama offensive line that struggled a little bit last year. However, they turned it around at the end of the year and were one of the best in college football. Um, he's been there for a few years. The dude is a beast. Uh, I do not have Evan Neal at number two. I have him a little bit lower down the board. Not too much lower, but I think that he is t- offensive tackle number two for me. Uh, Icky, Ike McQuanu. I think Aquanu is the best tackle in this class. Obviously, everybody knows Evan Neal is Alabama. Big name. Huge guy. First number one overall prospect out of IMG Academy. He's 6'7", 335. But I think Aquanu is the most complete tackle in this class, and he can also play guard. So the versatility is there. He's athletic. He's a freak athlete. Uh, ran a 4'9", 340. Uh, just very, like, he, he can move, and he's a nasty run blocker. Perfect can play on the left side, right side. He showed that versatility at North Carolina State. Uh, he's been moved all around. Basically everybody, everywhere except for center, he's played. He's played well. He's pro-ready. He's 6'4", 3'10". He's a, either a redshirt sophomore or junior, but he's just a really, really good athlete and a bulldozer in the run game. And his pass blocking's improved to the point where I'm like, I'm confident putting him at left tackle if need be. You know, lots of linemen in this draft. It's, it's definitely a lineman-heavy class. Lots of picks that you can go with, but I got to agree with you there, Danny. I'm going Evan Neal at number two as well. You could go with a Kwanu, like Tyler said, but... I, I do see Aquano being probably the most complete of the linemen in this draft, but Evan Neal, Alabama, he's six foot seven, he's three hundred fifty pounds. He's just any he, and he plays at Alabama. That says a lot. I gotta go Evan Neal at number two. Yeah, uh, I have I have Aquano at, at number three, so they're they're almost interchangeable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna go with the guy that's done it on the bigger stage. Uh, that's a guy fair. a guy from Alabama. You know, Alabama football is always gonna compete in the national championship. He won one, lost one. Um, so he's been at the biggest stage possible of college football. He's a three year starter down in Tuscaloosa. So the dude is is a stud. Um, I have Equanu at number three. Mm-hmm. Tyler, I don't know who you got uh, lined up in that spot, and you as well, Will. L- look at your hat right now. Look at your beanie right now. That guy. Kyle Hamilton is my number three prospect. Sure, he might fall out of the top ten just based off positional value himself. Like, playing safety is a tough tough position when it comes to NFL draft. But, sure, he didn't have the best combine. But, you know, body of work, overall body of work. He's a freak athlete. Four five. He ran like a four five nine, which is a little disappointing. Um, he's more of a 4-4 guy. In short burst, he's a freak athlete. He has the best range of any safety prospect I've seen in a while. Since maybe like Minka Fitzpatrick. He's very athletic. He can play he can play both free and strong safety. Um he's he's a big boy too. 6'4, 220. Can move around, can line him up in the box as a like a money backer and um what the Cardinals ran back in the day with like Deion Buchanan. You can do anything with him. I think Kyle Hamilton is being a little underrated now. I think prospect fatigue has gotten to him really badly, 
and um, recovering from that knee injury wasn't. It's unfortunate timing, but I still do think Kyle Hamilton is the third best prospect in this draft. I'm going to go with Ahmad Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati. When I saw that he didn't give up any touchdowns at his time at Cincinnati, I was like, oh my goodness. This this guy just completely went under the radar because he goes to Cincinnati. No knock on Cincinnati. Made the playoff this year. Great season, great team this year. But I... Ahmad Gardner, I gotta go with him. He's the best corner, and he's shown he had inter- three interceptions this year, and he had 28 solo tackles. Just great numbers out of a cornerback. That that's it's a kind of guy that you could possibly build the defense around. We'll just have to wait and see. But very good career at Cincinnati. Give me Ahmad Gardner at number three. Yeah. So uh, at my, uh, well, I already did my three. I'll I'll touch on the two guys you talked about when I get. But I got, I got three. DBs in a row at my four, five, and six, uh, two of which you named, and one guy that you guys didn't name I have at number four, and that's Derek Stingley out of LSU. He's your quarterback one? He is my DB one, I think. You know, he didn't have uh, the best year according to his standards. He got hurt hurt early. Yeah, he he didn't play incredibly, like, outstanding like you would expect. However, his intangibles are off the charts. He ran a a 4-3-7-40. He had a 38 and a half vertical, a 10 foot two broad jump. The dude's six foot, lengthy, 30, 31 inch arms, basically. The dude's going to be a monster in the NFL. If this draft was done two years ago, coming out of his freshman year, the year Joe Brr led them to the national championship, yes. Stingley would be a Houston Texan right now with the number third overall pick. Or maybe even a Detroit Lion with number two. He was that good. He was he, he was just, insane. It's and just unfortunate he hasn't really improved, and he got hurt. He hurt his Liz Frank, this uh, Liz Frank injury. I don't know what that is. Um, this past year, and stock kind of dipped a little bit, but I can see why you have him so high. I mean, it's just looking at a guy that uh, once again has been on that big stage. Um, the year that they won the national championship, he was probably arguably the best player on that team. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow obviously won the Heisman and all that, but talent-wise, uh, there was an argument that Stingley was the the top top of the food chain for him. Um, I just I think he's he's a different type of animal playing in the SEC um, compared to Hamilton and both Gardner. Um, and you know, you guys know how big of a bias I have for Hamilton. Yeah, I was waiting on that one, um, but that's why I got him at five. He's your five guy. Okay. Um, my four was Evan Neal. Um, don't really got to say much. Are we going? Are we going straight to five or? Well, my four, I got Kyle Hamilton. It's a guy that I would like to see the Giants grab, especially losing out on Jabril Peppers. It's another another uh, defensive back that could be a very like a big centerpiece for a defense. He's he's got that kind of talent. But we touched on him. He's at number four for me though. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get into my little Kyle Hamilton spiel, you guys, especially Tyler. You know how much I love Hamilton, and we've had a lot of discussions about what's going on with Hamilton. Why is he running in the four five four five six range? Um, it's it's a little it's a little nerve wracking to me. Um, that broad ju- or the vertical jump was still there, thirty eight inches. The dude plays a little bit faster, I think, than he tests. Um, he was yeah. an absolute stud at Notre Dame. I think he only played four or five games for us, had four interceptions, something like that. I don't yeah. have the stats up three, right in front of uh, me. 34 tackles, three Second. picks, 
three picks and four pass breakups in yeah. this past year before hurting his knee. Second in broad jump too for safeties. Yeah, at I 10, mean, 11. he's he, an athlete. He, like, I, I really like what you said there, Will. He's a guy that you can build around. Uh, he's, he's a guy that you can put. He's, he's a chess piece. He's a plug and play guy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I really like where he's sitting, and I think he's gonna, he's gonna make a team very, very happy, and I think he's gonna fall down a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked. From all the mocks I've been seeing, um, I think the most typical landing spot is to the Commanders at eleven, um, which would make a lot of sense. They did just cut Landon Collins. Exactly. That makes I a think lot of sense, it, actually. it might be placing him there because it makes sense rather than where he might actually go. I could see him going to the Giants at, at like a seven. Yeah. Um, losing out on Jabril Peppers. But this is a guy that I fell in love with over the past year. I think he's a beast. Um, even though he's running a little bit slower, um, he's going to make a team incredibly happy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's a freak athlete. We, we all know this. He's he's probably the – I think he's the best defensive back prospect in this class. I think he, before the knee injury, he was a generational prospect. I, there were talks of him going number two overall yeah, to the were. Lions. I mean, this this was a guy that was going to. I and he, he trans- still he transcended positional value for a little bit. Yes, that's how good he was. But you know, unfortunately, he got hurt. But you know, he's going to make a pro team very happy. Yeah, and at six, I got Sauce. Um, Will said it pretty much perfectly. Didn't allow a touchdown. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Um, yeah, Sauce Gardner is my cornerback one i skip i guess i'll go back to back five and six um, oh yeah five cave thibodeau a guy who's suffered from prospect fatigue badly i think cave thibodeau is a freak athlete i would love him with the giants at either five or seven i think he is the oh he's definitely the second best edge prospect for me in this class and i think he is um what do you call it his he's the best athlete of any edge guy in this class i think definitely and then six sauce gardner what more do I need to say? Do you see what he did against Jameson Williams in the playoff? That's all I got to say. He's a freak. He's the best corner in this class. Starry Stingley, you're very close, but I think Sauce is just that much better. Just that body of work over three years. Yeah, I think Gardner is much, uh, maybe not much better, but he's the better cornerback, the best cornerback in this draft. But I got Stingley at five, and then at six, I got Kayvon Thibodeau as well. I think Thibodeau actually ends up going to the Jets, Ooh, we'll get four? into that in a minute. Four, wow. Yeah. I, I do. I think it's a piece that the Jets need to address. They need to address the defense. The offense, towards the end, they showed that, oh, you know, we, we have targets that Zach Wilson actually likes to throw to towards the end of the season there. So I think that they're a few good de- defensive pieces away from really becoming a better, a much better team in the AFC East and being a lot more competitive instead of just chilling in the cellar all, all year, every single year. But I got, I got Thibodeau at six. Um, I got Thibodeau at seven. So we're all kind of floating around the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thibodeau was a stud. I mean, coming into the year, he was the consensus number one pick kind of played down some potential. I think the NFL loves to call him character, character, character issues. issues. Doesn't love football. Classic. You yeah, know. exactly. Dra- draft speak. It happens it, every year. Exactly. But I mean, the dude ran a four, five, eight and it's 40, <laughs> six foot four. He's, he's a monster. 254 repping 27 reps at 225 is pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a beast. That, that, that's who I got at my seven. Yeah. My seven is Stingley, Derek Stingley Jr. Okay. Um, if, the, as I said, if this was after his freshman year, he would have been my number one overall prospect. That being said, 
kind of had a lackluster sophomore and junior year he got hurt. But didn't he? He sat out sophomore year, didn't he? Did he sit out? I'm pretty sure he sat out. He might have. Um, that being said, you, you know he didn't. Nothing yeah. special. The last two years, he he still's got the pro, he's got the potential to be like a Jalen Ramsey s guy, like a put him on an island, lock down that position for the rest of the game type of thing. He's very boomer bust, so that's why I have him a little bit lower. But I could see him going as the first cornerback off the off the board and making a team very happy. And that's why I have him at my number four. I'm gonna go with a name that we haven't touched on at all yet, and a position we haven't touched on at Ooh. all yet at my number seven. I'm going Garrett Wilson Wow, at seven. Receiver one. 70 receptions, 1,058 yards, and 12 touchdowns for Ohio State last year. He also ran a 4-3-8 40-yard dash at the Combine. I think he's the best receiver in this class easily. I mean, obviously, I put him seven out of every player in this draft class, but this is another. Uh, I'm not knocking Wilson, but it's a draft where I don't. I don't think you really have that premier name like a C.D. Lamb or Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. But no discredit to Garrett Wilson. Definitely the best receiver in this class, in my opinion. I'm gonna put him at seven on the draft board. I like that. I mean, I like the Garrett Wilson number wide receiver one pick. Um, I'm not gonna. I guess I'm gonna spoil it. He's not in my top ten, but he is my wide receiver one. I do think he's the best receiver in this class for sure. So I'm I'm gonna do something even crazier. He's not in my top ten, nor is he my wide receiver one. Ooh, I mean, okay. this, this wide receiver class is very. It's it's really splitting hairs. A lot right. of guys are like in that same range, and and it'll make a lot of sense when I get to him why he's my wide receiver one. Tyler will completely understand. Yeah. But anyways, these last these last three, I think it's kind of up in there. I think the it first. For the most part, these first seven guys and Hutchinson, Neal, uh, Ekwanu, um, Stingley, Hamilton, Sauce, and Thibodeau are pretty much the consensus kind of top seven range. Yeah, definitely. And then after that, it's, like you said, it's splitting hairs probably from there till 15. Um, you can go anywhere. But at mm-hmm. number six, or number eight, eight excuse eight, me, no, I got I got Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Um, the dude was kind of a no not not a no name but he flew up draft boards um after running a 45 have basically a 36 inch vert and was on the national championship he's played in the biggest stage of college football um i i think he's going to i think he's going to be good uh, a good translation into the NFL i mean yeah Trayvon Walker flew up draft boards he was a um combine darling i i'm not sure where i stand with him right now still got to watch a little more tape very good run defender very, very good run defender. Could work on his pass rush a little bit as an edge rusher, but you know, at least if you're drafting him, you know you got one part of the game locked down. At number eight, I have his Georgia teammate. Guess who it is? Davis. Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's it's a big board. It's not it's yeah. not it's not who I think is going to go number eight. So I do think Jordan Davis is the eighth best player in this class. I think Jordan Davis is a plug and play nose tackle. Uh, the ringer has him compared to like Akeem Hicks of the Chicago Bears, who is one of the best nose tackles in the NFL. Just a big boy, large human being. Who you plug him, and he, you immediately have a top ten rush defense automatically. He's a, a guy who he's he's massive. He was huge to that um, that Georgia defense alongside Trayvon Walker, alongside Devontae White, who I'm also pretty high on. Um, 
he's he's actually like, he's quick too. He 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 ran a four seven eight. Think about that at three hundred forty one pounds. I think the ringer might even be selling him short right now. Six six three forty one ran a four seven eight. He is a gigantic human being, and he had a thirty two inch vertical leap. This guy is a freak athlete. I mean, he's something that I've never seen before. Type of thing. Like he's Vita Vea on steroids. I love Jordan Davis. Uh, you grew uh, Jordan Davis grew on me. You put me on, like kind of not I, put me on, but you like made me a fan. Yeah, he's that good. At number eight, I'm gonna go with, with Cross out of Mississippi State, second Ooh. best lineman in the draft, in my opinion. He's a, he was one of the faster O linemen in this draft. He ran a four nine five. Uh, there was a lot of fast linemen, yeah. relatively fast very, very linemen, the, very athletic. Yeah, it's it was pretty eye opening. But I'm gonna put Cross at eight. 310 pounds, 6'5". Honestly, it's another guy I think the Giants end up with. I've heard very, I've, not good things, but I've heard a lot of chatter. Or not bad things either. A lot of chatter about the mm-hmm. Giants being very interested in Charles Cross, so would not be surprised if he ends up in big blue. Yeah, he's the best pass blocker in this class, so yeah, I'd be glad to have him. Definitely here. something the Giants need. So so here's, here's where I'm going to get a little bit weird. Um, get weird. I I love Jordan Davis. Uh, I'd probably he's he's very close to that top ten range for me. I don't have him in there, and I don't have Cross in there. Um, but I'm gonna go Malik Willis at number wow. nine. Wow, my QB one. Let's I go. I know that's that's Tyler's guy. Um, the it's just the intangibles. He's got a big arm. Um, very athletic dude. He's about six one, two hundred twenty pounds. He reminds me. You know who he reminds me a little bit of is a guy kind of like Cam Newton. Yeah. Um. Just that that play style, that kind of bruise, maybe a little Josh Allen as too. He's got um, a mix of like Cam Newton, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson, all three. Yeah, exactly. Very so fun to watch. I got him. I got him at nine. Uh. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I Malik Willis is my guy. He's my QB one. I was pushing that before the season even started. Before many people knew who he was. That being said, he is not on my draft board. On my top ten. He's right on the edge, just because this is not the best quarterback class. And these these last three are, yeah. are it's all it's very right on the it's edge. very splitting hairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number nine is a guy who is going to get screwed by positional value badly, but he's a stud. Tyler Linderbaum, um, okay. stud center out of Iowa. We know how good Iowa interior offensive linemen are. Uh, uh, I mean. They they produce just talent on talent on talent. Um, Linderbaum, he's a little smaller for a center. He's six two, two ninety six. But he's an athlete. He's very fast, and um, he, he reminds me a lot of Jason Kelsey, uh, a guy who you can plug and play for 15 years. Um, he is that good. Great uh, great athlete, former state champion wrestler. We've all seen the clip of him pinning Tristan Wirfs. Um, stud, another Iowa stud who's probably the best right tackle in the NFL. Linderbaum's that good. Like he, He's going to get screwed by positional value just because centers do not get drafted that high. But he's so good. Where he, I think he's he is a guy who's going to make a team like a he's going to make he's going to be the quarterback's best friend. So I'm really excited to see where Linderbaum goes. I'm going to stick with the quarterbacks, and I'm going to go against the grain Ooh. because I'm more of a Kenny Pickett guy. So we're going to go Kenny Pickett at nine, forty over forty three hundred yards this season, forty two touchdowns to only seven interceptions with an eighty one point two quarterback rating. Very good numbers from Pickett. We, we've been saying it the entire show so far. It's, it's a very thin quarterback class. There's really only two standouts in Willis and Pickett. And they're not, I guess, you they're, they're not generational talents, or at least they're not getting that generational talent recognition that 
past quarterbacks have gotten in the last five, maybe even 10 plus years. But I, I just think Pickett is the best quarterback in this class. He was third in the broad jump. He's up there in almost every category for the combine for quarterbacks. Ran a four seven three forty. Give me give me Pickett at nine. Yeah, those little baby hands. Baby number hands. Nine you saw that hand? <laughs> yeah, number no, nine. I, I hands are smaller than nine. I don't. Tiny. I don't. I don't hate that idea. Um, I just. I like Willis a little bit better. Yeah, I'm not really a picket fan. And then here's here's where we come to the end and where I reveal my wide receiver one, and it's going to make a lot of sense. Drake London Ooh, out of not USC. I, not who I expected. Uh, get a big body out there, man. I, I'm a throw it up in the end zone, come down with it. Let's let's play hardball. I mean, six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds. Um, he didn't compete at the combine because he was hurt. He got hurt last year. But I watched this guy in the game. He got hurt against my Fighting Irish. Um, just pick us apart. Uh, the dude he pulls in everything, um, and he's tough to take down. He, I I would compare him to a guy like um, Mike okay, Evans. Um, he, he's just gonna be a guy that I think could stick around for a long time just because of that size. Yeah, a lot of people are starting to compare him to like a bigger Cooper Cup kind of like a guy who you can even toss and play big slot. Yeah, and just exactly. throw it up, catch the ball. He's, he's good. He just he's gonna pull in everything. He's good. Uh, my number ten is a guy who you are also a fan of. I have been pushing this all year. Might get also screwed by positional value when it comes to draft, but Devin Lloyd. Let's go. I think he's my linebacker one for sure over Nicobe Dean. He can do it all. He's 6'3", 237. Didn't have the greatest combine. He ran 4'66", but, like, come on, 4'66 isn't the worst. He can. He's a, he's a sideline-to-sideline linebacker. We saw it all year with Utah. Utah's, Utah produces athletes, uh, and he can. He was rangy. He can, he can cover a little bit, and he can tackle. He's, he's probably the most secure, safest tackler, in my opinion. He's versatile. I love what he he brings. I think that he's going to be really, really good in this in the NFL for a long time. Icky Aquanu is going to round out my list. No, he another, fell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's our number two and number three. I just think Neil and Cross are better, but we've been talking about it. There, there's just a lot of good linemen to choose from in this class. Yeah, Icky was going to make my top ten regardless. He just ended up falling two ten for me. Another very athletic lineman. We we talked about him, but yeah, Icky, Icky at ten. Fair I think that, that's it's fair. I disagree. Yeah, um, heavily disagree, fair. but I I respect <laughs> it. Um, so now that we talked about the guys, let's let's talk about we gotta we'll kind of hustle uh, a little bit here through these because uh, yeah. I think every pretty much everyone knows. But the first five picks, you got the Jaguars, Lions, Texans, Jets, and Giants. Mm-hmm. Um. As far as the Jag goes, everything, they everything they need they need pretty much pretty much all five of these. They need God. Uh, need <laughs> they just need talent. Uh, I think the most glaring need for the Jags is probably edge, um, and I think that's why Hutchinson is is so um, makes so much sense going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else to add about the Lions. They're, no, there's nothing kinda, there. Bottom of the barrel, or the Jags are bottom of the barrel. Everything but quarterback is what they need. Yeah, pretty much. I, I you know, you could go with linemen, so yeah, you could you protect could. protect sunshine. But are you gonna take a lineman at one? You're, I don't know. You could. You I could, mean, you but could. Are you gonna pass, up, you gonna pass up on Hutchinson? I've seen a lot of people. If you, put you, a if you have one. the number one pick, um, you better. I, hit. I think. Well, it, not even just better hit. I think you take the guy with the most potential that is 
has the best talent, and he um, fills a need too. And he, he and he fills a need, so that makes a lot of sense. Uh, number two, the Lions. Um, um, they need pretty much everything besides yeah. left tackle and center. Yep, and center right. and Sean tight Frank end Ragnall. and yep. tight end. Yep, defense. Um, they um, need for me quarterback. Yeah, um, edge, I've, a guy who can sit out a year, a redshirt year, and then just ball out next year. Edge rush, secondary, wide receiver. They need the offensive talent. Um, this team is on the right path, I think. I think they're on the right track, but they're still a ways away. And I mean, they got MCDC, man. Like, yeah. The coolest coaching in the NFL. Biting kneecaps and all. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to say defense for Detroit. Yeah, I, would, I think I defense agree. is a need. I think their offense definitely turned it on towards the end of the season. I think you can roll with golf for a little bit and then see how it goes. I'm not completely sold. I was never really completely sold on Jared Goff, yeah. but... If you're if he's gonna be your guy, which I don't think he is, I think you go with a lineman here at two. But since I don't have them going with a lineman, that I, I personally feel that Goff would will be on his way out of Detroit. I don't think he's going to live up to that top five pick that he was, even though we know yeah, he went to a Super Bowl and everything. Not just top five, top, top one. one. Yeah, top he's, one, he's yeah. The there one. you go. Yeah. So I think they stick with defense. They they signed DJ Chark too. Mm-hmm. So you know, and they got St. Brown over there. He's a stud. They, they have good pieces to for golf to throw to. So if you wanna if you wanna roll golf's go with alignment, but I think sticking with defense because you really missed on the Jeff Okuda pick. I think sticking with defense is the key here for Detroit. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I could also see them going going offensive line, um, securing up that right right side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panay Sewell's a stud. Um, oh yeah, he's he's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's a fifteen-year uh, starter. Special, um, yeah. Generational talent. Um, but at number the third pick is the Texans, and they're another team just draft the best talent available. Yes, best player available. They need everything they can get. Yeah, I would say stick more towards the line, but I, you can't really go wrong with picking the best talent that there is available, and this team desperately needs that. They need some kind of break. If, if Hutchinson falls to three, the Texans take. They just take best best talent on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, Jets. Um, you New Yorkers, you guys could probably talk this a little bit better than me, but I, from what I've seen, it's a lot of DB DB needs, kind of defense, um, potentially another offensive lineman. Um, but other than that, it's it's just again, it's talent. Mm-hmm. These these first five just picks build. are all going to be talent. Just build. They're a young team. They're in the right track. They are a, a team on the very right track. I love what the Jets are building. They're on the right track. Cornerback. They need corner. They need a little more wide receiver talent. Maybe a true one. Because I think Elijah Moore is real good too. They, they're, they're on the they right just track, can't can't spend the number four pick. There's no Julio Jones. Oh in this no, draft. no no There's no that, Calvin that, Johnson. That's a, in that's this a draft. number ten overall pick type of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but a corner. You can take Sauce Gardner or Stingley at four. It makes sense. Or. I mean, their tackle situation is not the worst. George Fant and Mackay Becton, maybe, maybe you take a tackle. You know, I I would look at. Uh, well, we'll get it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But talent, the Jets. I definitely agree with you there, Tyler. They're definitely on the right direction, and I hate to say it, but they may have caught up and even passed the Giants. In oh, they, they've building. They have long passed the Giants. It, there, there you go. It, it's very <laughs> sad to see because. You know, Jets fans, you know, 1969 is still, like, the best year in the world. But um, the Jets, in my opinion, with the two top ten picks, you go after, similar to what the Texans need to do, you go after the best talent available. 
specifically on defense. I really think the way that they played, I said it before, the way that they played towards the end of the season last year really gave me hope that this team is going to be good and that Zach Wilson is not just some kind of fluke. He was not good in the beginning, and he turned it on towards the end. So he's getting more comfortable with the guys around him. So I would say stay away from offense for now because it was working. Stick to defense. Go with the best guy available. I got Thibodeau going to the Jets at four. And then at 10, I say you go with the defensive back. Fair enough. I mean, I don't really have much to to refute there. I I disagree a little bit, but... Number five, uh, the Giants. Yep. I'll let you Giants <laughs> fans take this one. Oh, man. We'll, ma- we'll make it quick. Um, they don't. <laughs> they have pretty obvious needs. Offensive line, edge rush, cornerback. Um, wide receiver, but no. Don't take him at five or seven. Uh, the Giants are in massive rebuild mode, so they don't have much cap. They got to they gotta shore it up. They got to shore up off- offensive line. They got one piece in Andrew Thomas and four bums, four terrible players. You got to shore up the offensive line. Edge rush and cornerback with a new defensive coordinator. Got to make it happen. Yeah, they went out and they signed three or four linemen this offseason. It was definitely a priority for Joe Shane when he came in, and I still think they're going to stay in that direction. I don't, I, I don't see why you wouldn't go with the best possible offensive lineman at five, and then I, I agree with you, Tyler. Go with a secondary at nine. Um, or excuse me, seven. seven. Yep, seven. But I think you have to go with the best possible lineman here at, at five because you that's what you need. You want If you want Daniel Jones to succeed, you're not going to pick up his option because he has never had any protection, so he's always stumbling out there. Never seen his – well, maybe we have seen his full potential. But then again, <laughs> there's he never has enough time to throw the ball. I know his decision-making is questionable, but maybe if you give him – Questionable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're being too nice. Questionable. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, you guys, I, you I, giant, I, I have hope for Daniel Jones. You know what? You, you Giants fans, Daniel Jones sucks, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to break your heart. Hey, see, I, I mean, you know what? A, That's a fair take. That's a not, fair take. not Daniel Jones pod. We wait for NFL Friday for that. <laughs> But yeah, um, go with the lineman at five, though. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then just to to real quick, ra- rounding up the top ten is the Panthers, the Giants, like you guys mentioned multiple times, via the Bears, the Falcons, Seahawks via the Broncos, uh, Jets via the Seahawks, and that rounds up the top ten. Yep. Um, but let's do let's end on a little fun segment here. Let's have some um, fun with it. We're gonna do a little mock draft. Um, let's get right into it. And I'm so we're gonna up. ask uh, producer Mike if Mike. We'll we'll look up. I want you to decide the order of how we're picking here. Um, we're going to alternate picks for the first eighteen picks, which are all the teams that did not make the playoffs. Six picks um, each. Let's go. So, Mike, you tell you tell me one, Tyler one, or Talent one. Da, da, da. All right. So you guys got that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be one, Mr. Talent two, Tyler number three. Let's go. Um. So you're doing. The first overall I'm pick. I'm doing the first, fourth, okay. seventh. Okay. Yeah, okay. First, so fourth, seven. I got you. I have the draft board up right now. Yeah, if you guys and, want. and so we can uh, – I'll pull one up as well. I think I got a bunch already. But um, with the number one overall pick – It's easy. The Detroit Lions are taking Malik – no. Um, are, <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to go Aiden Hutchinson out of, out of Michigan. Beautiful. Easy. If it's not that name on Thursday – I wouldn't be surprised, but I would be confused if that makes any sense <laughs> exactly. at all. Per- perfect description. With the second overall pick, the Detroit Lions will select Trayvon Walker, 
defensive wow. lineman out of Georgia. Wow. Ooh, we're gonna yeah. That's interesting. We're getting that's dicey. I mean, it's gonna be an interesting. The, day walk, the Walker to Lions buzz has been flying recently, so I respect that pick. With the third overall, ah, third overall pick, the Houston Texans select help, uh, Evan Neal. They select Evan Neal. I fair enough. I don't. I mean, Equanu is my OT one, but I'm gonna give them Neal. Yeah, I, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, at number four, the New York Jets go. Kyle Hamilton, safety Ooh. out of Notre Dame. I think with Robert Sala, um, he's going to get a chess piece that he's going to be able to float around. Um, and I, I think that that makes a lot of sense in my mind. Uh, Robert Sala, defensive-minded head coach. I know him all too well from the 49ers. They go out and get the guy that they're going to be able to build around for years to come. Picking a safety at four is crazy considering they picked Jamal Adams at six a couple years ago. And look how that turned out. Yeah, different different regime, though. Definitely a different regime. I think that's a that's a good pick. I definitely would have taken him a little lower. I do yeah. really like Kyle they, Hamilton. They do have 10. He's in the top 10 for me at the very least. Um, but at five for my New York Giants, oh, I really don't want them to mess this up, Tyler. Yeah. I just, this me, is important. It, they got to get it right. It, just it's once. A, it, it's a quantum right cross. It's, I'm going with cross just because of the buzz that I've heard with him. Fair enough. It, it, could, be, it could be either one, like you said, but. They're, I feel like they're gonna go cross. Are you are you writing the picks down, Tyler? I am writing the cool. picks down. I have, I I have the draft network. The picks down. I have the draft network right here. Number six. Um, ah, number six. Well, I wanted a Quano personally, so I'm gonna give the Panthers a Quano. They need tackle. Okay. Like they need air. They need tackle extremely badly. So give them the best tackle available. All right, and I got your guys' Giants at number seven. Um, Oh, what to do, what to do, what to do. I think I'm going to go sauce. I think I'm going to yeah. give you guys sauce, Gardner. Let's get lost yeah, in the sauce. baby. Even though, even though I like Stingley better, um, I think a lot of fans would call for Shane's head if he went Stingley over uh, over sauce. I, I could see it. It, it could go it, either way. They're both very way. good cornerbacks. Yeah. yeah. Giants so, got to end up with one of them. Yeah, yeah. so at seven, I'll, I'll go sauce, Gardner, for you guys. That's actually who I had at seven for the Giants. Yeah, same. But at eight, now – I, I have a feeling I I'm gonna I'm gonna know the reaction I'm gonna get out of this pick. But I think it's a very good pick, especially with the situation with Mr. Calvin Ridley. Ooh. At number eight, the Atlanta Falcons will select Garrett Wilson. Whoa. Wide receiver. <laughs> Ohio Interesting. State. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I was gonna <laughs> if I was the Falcons, I would have taken um Garrett Wilson. That being said, the uh, Seahawks are in a really good position with the ninth overall pick, which um, they got a lot of talent on the board. Uh, that guy, they're going to keep him in state, uh, in a similar state, actually, Kayvon Thibodeau. They're going to stick in the Pacific Northwest. They're going to take best player available, best edge available. Let's get him on the board. I really hate that because I really, really wanted Thibodeau to fall to 10 right there. And then the... <laughs> The Jets pick up Hamilton and Thibodeau. Oh, man, that would have been electric. Um, but at number 10, I'll give uh, the Jets Stingley. I Ooh. think they shore up that secondary. You get Hamilton and Stingley in that draft. Um, Robert, no Sala, Robert Sala becomes very happy with that. I like that pick. That's going to mess up my uh, my pick here because I had a Kwanu at 11. So who to go with? I think Washington really needs to stick with an offensive lineman, and I think I'm going to have to bump this guy up on my board. But I'm going to go Trevor Penning. Wow, at 11. I am. I, I I'm shocked. 
to say the least. Um, I'm personally not a fan of Trevor Penning at all. I think he's very boomer bust. Um, massive concerns for him. Uh, small school, a lot of holding penalties. Uh, a little too aggressive to his um to his own fault, but. I could see why the team falls in love with him, and I mean, what's what's crazier than uh, what's more Washington than a Washington bad pick? <laughs> yeah. Um, number twelve, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I don't know who to pick here. Let's look at the board a little bit. Do I reach? Do I reach now? Um, I'll give them. I'll give them Jermaine Johnson. They need edge. Ooh, okay. They need edge. They need edge. Uh, I was gonna go Jordan Davis, but. Uh, I'll be smart and give them a better positional value play, Jermaine Johnson. You should have went Davis because at 13, the Houston Texans pick Jordan Davis. Um, I Dang. think he he fills up. He he just plugs holes, man. That dude, the dude's gonna be a beast. Um, yeah, I I have him right probably around where I would have him on my big board, um, right in that 13 to 15 range. Fair enough. At 14, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I had Jermaine Johnson going to Baltimore. I still think they're going to stick with defense mm-hmm. because they they did lose out on defense a little bit, especially losing their defensive coordinator, even though he's not on the field. It's, it, it, does, it does mean a lot. They were one of the best defenses in the league for a few years now, and now who knows. But I, I think they're going to go with secondary, and they're going to go with Trent McDuffie I like that pick. at 14. I like that pick a lot. McDuffie's a stud. Uh, 15, uh, 15, 15, 15. The Eagles, and there is such an obvious pick, and if you don't do it, I'm going to be really mad at you. Oh, yeah, no, they need a big body receiver, Drake London. Yes. Um, I was going to pick Drake London. I'm not the biggest fan of him, personally. I'm a big route-running guy when it comes to uh, receivers, but I do think Drake London fits their mold. They need somebody opposite Devontae Smith, a red zone target. Um, and they've messed up on – they don't know how to draft receivers. Devontae Smith they hit on, but – Everything else they're gonna miss on. Jalen so. Rager. So they'll probably they'll probably pick David Bell out of uh, Purdue, and I'll laugh a lot. But you know, we'll see. Um, Sixteen, the Saints. Um, here's the first quarterback coming off the board. Ooh, I think. Wow. I don't think it's Malik Willis. I think it's Kenny Pickett. Wow. I think, really? Yeah. I, and I don't know why. Uh, I just got that feeling. The Kenny Pickett goes down to Nola. Um, it makes a lot of sense in in my head, um, and I don't know how to get those words out. However, <laughs> it just makes but sense. Drew Brees, it, Drew Brees successor. Yeah, Drew Brees successor. Uh, he kind of he's got the same vibes. A sure. little bit more athletic, a little bit on the smaller side. Pinpoint accuracy um, makes it, sense. It, it fills the need that I think the Saints need. Even though I think um, we love Jameis here. We're a Jameis podcast. Yeah, um, big Jameis fans. But um, shout out Andrew Galata. <laughs> shout out Ryan Gregoire. Yeah, but uh, I got I got Pickett going sixteen. I think it makes sense. I like that in my original draft board. I actually had him in the top ten going to the Panthers. I think that was the route they were going to go because nobody. I don't even think they know what's going on at that position. Uh, to be honest with you, but for the Saints at sixteen, I was going to go with a lineman. And then now Pickett is going to the Saints. So at 17, I'm going to give the Chargers a lineman because I also had a lineman going there. But I'm going to give them Kenyon Green, Ooh. Texas A&M. I think they, they, got, they got to protect Herbert in every way that they can. That defense is going to be very good this year. That division is just insanely talented. But give me Kenyon Green at 17. Uh, to round it out at number 18, this is tough. Um, Eagles could go many other ways, but... Um 
Do it. Do what you want to do. I know where your head is at. Do what you want to do. I'll give him a successor to Jason Kelsey. Give him Tyler Linderbaum. Oh, no, not that. Wow. wow. Interesting. Yeah. Who do you think I was going to take? I thought you were going to. I mean, Kelsey's still there. I thought you were going to go Lloyd. I was going to go Lloyd. Give but him a linebacker. I don't. Nah. You know, yeah, I, as much as I as much as I can respect Look, centers because I was a center for ten year ten of my eleven years playing football, um, I don't I don't see Linderbaum going in the first round. I've seen a lot wow. of I've seen a yeah, lot of mocks in the first round with either. him going. Uh, what, what would it be? Thirty four overall to the Lions. Yeah, thirty four. Yeah, that makes sense. Or the, um, uh, 30, yeah. 33, to, 33 the Jags. to the Jags. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I have Linderbaum there because Kelsey's old and he's going to retire soon. I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Listen, it makes what, sense. The one pick. I However. Hate. Go with Lloyd. Get that linebacker. Help out the city Meh, of Philadelphia. I'm never going to help out Philly. That being said, I'm kind of mad that I, uh, now that I think about it, in revisionist history, I should take Malik Willis at six for the Panthers. But, you know, I'll give him a quantum. They'll be happy with that, yeah, I'm sure. And Malik Willis, you know, he falls out. I could see him going, like, somewhere in the 20 range to uh, Mike Calamari, <laughs> our producer Steelers. I could um, see him going two to the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he could be mocked anywhere from – the number two overall pick to the third round, oh. um, and all these all these quarterbacks are kind of in the same boat, which oh, is God. which is weird to say. Um, but I think you know that was a that was a fun episode. Definitely I really enjoyed doing that. Uh, yeah. Kind of talking about some of these top prospects, everything that's going on in the world of the draft. This is some of my favorite times of the year. I love just deep diving into these guys and what they do. Um, but I think that's going to wrap up. Thank you to our producer, Mike Calamari. For Will Talent and Tyler Who, I am Danny Scott. Have a good one, everyone.